today because of the people who have left the way. Truth be told, freedom is not sold. It's born Freedom is not should not be bought. We should not have to negotiate our freedom, our civil liberties, and we should not have to negotiate justice. If something such as your life, your life, one's life, fails to matter, or it doesn't matter, rather, it don't matter in a way, it don't, it don't, it's not a value to someone, you know, then we have to think about how we deal with that and, and we go through these processes and that we have so uh, vividly, we have vividly seen come to past, investigations, protesting, and more. I don't want to continue talking about the black lives that all day and all night, but I, I can't seem to let the fact go because it's so vivid. Freedom is not, your, your, your life should not be a negotiable factor. And, you know, it, we, and every time we have to go through one of these processes, it's a time, it's time invested, it's energy, it's, before that, the life, we have lost people, families have been destroyed, there's so much that goes into and comes out that is not of, it's not positive, it, 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 it takes too much to just have, just equal, you know, basic, equal, basic, just basic freedom in life and just be why should you have to be afraid of the people who are here to protect you and I you know I don't want to go deeper but I just today's message from that note from that on that subject on that issue is freedom should not should not be sold it should not be negotiated we shouldn't have to spend money to, but rules of civility rules of civility the rules of civility. What are the rules of civility? That's something that just, just question yourself. What are the what? You know, one of my friends talked this this weekend about rules. I follow the rules. I follow. What are the rules of civility? And we'll we'll touch that. Um, the rules of civility is a book, and on the last night of 1937, 25-year-old... Hold on one second. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. Wait a minute. Oh, y'all are still there. Okay. That wasn't American conspiracy or cover. That's another book. I speak Mandarin is another. I ain't speaking Mandarin. Uh, the, you know. <laughs> well. Taking it to the streets. What is next? The risks involved with equality... Uh, fairness, freedom, in the midst of Oh, <laughs> 
hard to be yourself if yourself is, 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 is looked upon as or be in your own shoes no matter where you are. We talked about this week uh, on the fact of balancing and housing and how we, you know it, it, people moving into communities and gentrification. You know, race is a, is a constant conversation. Get to the 
another person and you know that's that's it okay bye um no bye this introduction <laughs> thank you very much <clears throat> oh okay then i'm done Ooh. Ooh, corey johnson speaker is reading the for blood in the papers he don't mind he don't mind uh, Corey, I need you to send me a press document. Put me on your press button, because I can't be reading nobody's news. Because I don't know about this. I don't know about this. Ooh, preacher, preacher. He said 5900 dollars per month. And $8,200 in a mother flipping fuck chicken wing hotel. Oh, see, that's why I'm, I'm a person. Way over there. Ooh, tease Quintuerla. Quintuerla will be back after she gets off her family time leave. She's on family leave right now. She will be back next week. She um she said she, she can't take it no more because, whoo, is still in SRO, honey. And she said she can't. Ooh, Cohen said. Now, what about it? Woo. Through the unprecedented investment in legal services and housing service, we have helped more than 140,000 140, New Yorkers secure permanent affordable homes while we're driving down evictions by over a third, overhauling our shelter system. Avery Cohen, as spokesman for the Bill de Blasio's administration, said with our Journey Hope Home Plan, we will be taking this progress even further, pledging to bring even the last person experiencing long-term home long homelessness off our streets. Over the next five, five years too damn long when you're spending $500,000 a day. Shit, for damn near Bosalias. We're Bosky, Bosky, Bosky. Read along, honey. Well, damn, what is it again? Corey, hit the piss. Corey, press button, honey. Press button. Okay. Okay, Corey, sit. Corey. Ooh, wait, what's that again? You know the speaker of New York said he's sneaky, you know. He don't like when I just talk like that. Well, good morning. Good morning. Good, good morning. Good afternoon. Are you there? That's, I'm here. If you're here. Good, good day, New York. <laughs> so, the administration has slated 63 thoroughbred shelters, 30 of which are currently operating since taking office. Evictions are also down by 30%. That says um, Avery Cohen at the spokesman of uh, the de Blasio administration. This is a Corey bubbly tease housing over shelters. Johnson pitches a plan, 200 page plan. Get into it, bitches. It's Sunday. It's a great day, but it's a new day in New York City because we have a 200-page plan, and I know this man can. Can you stand with me and say, Corey, stand? Corey, can? Corey, can? honey, what's Scott Schumer's plan, honey? Eric, we your plan? All right, all right, all right, all right. Hold on one second. You could you could hear about that one 200 plane 200 homeless plan shelters 
200 homeless playing shelters on Spotify. That's this. This is Ludrisky. Um and uh, these uh, the community announcement to help me, God. Human beings have to make plans and strategize for the future. As the pace of our lives become faster and faster, we have to do so more often and more quickly. But our predictions, are they any good? Is there hope for improvement? From the book, Signal, The Signal and Noise, Nat Silver explains the world of predictions, investigating how we distinguish a true signal from the universe of noisy, ever-increasing data and challenges. I'll move out side of this reading and I'll say that the city of New York has been through its fear sheer throughout the corona season. I saw a news broadcast on uh, Channel 5 talking about uh, people missing one in three people, one in three persons in North Carolina had trouble paying their rent in the month of July. And the previous rendition, the rendition that you just heard, uh, once again, the 200 plan shelter, homeless shelter plan, you can find that on uh, some musical rendition, including with some facts based upon a plan that was presented in the, the press button regarding solving homelessness in the city of New York. I'll move along and say the predictions that we have henceforth in the city and uh, the, in our nation is that we're obviously going to be doing better relatively soon in terms of getting rid of the coronavirus. Many predictions have failed and oftentimes cost us great in society because of most of us have poor, a poor understanding of probability and the understanding of uncertainty, the balance and such. So we moved past Corona. We're now in the season of police brutality and Black Lives Matter. There is a number of investigations, conversations, and movements, protests, and action that is being taken and has been taken and that is going on. The question I have is, what is the probability in the uncertainty of change in terms of police brutality? Every life matters. But policing is necessary. There is so much noise that is happening between the two issues that I just mentioned. But yet still there are challenges that the nation still faces in being competitive creating a more 
equal, some might call it the free market in, 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 in the evolution of innovation, if that makes any sense. How do we learn and how do we manage things using one step at a time? More information and more problems are ultimately what we're seeing. But are we seeing more and true honest change? Every so often, about every week, I get another political announcement for someone who is running for any for a particular office, in addition to the ones that I know and continuously inform me of through email of what their campaigns are doing and what they're expecting of us in order to make sure that their campaign is successful. But what is the systems that are in place that allows us to voice our opinion and share with them the challenges that community face or foresee? We talked again about, just a while ago, I spoke about predictions. How can we predict, how can we see what's about to happen before it does? And those people who have that ability and are called according to that purpose, are they given the opportunity, the innovators, the scientists, and the technology folks, the opportunity to really disrupt the space in a positive way that will enable us to be more To enable us to be for, for, enable us to see the future or begin a little faster, rather get on the moving track. I guess the word is innovative. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> Some things are harder to come out <laughs> as you read them from your notes, because. <laughs> How can we start being so, so, uh, reactive? That's what I meant to say. Versus proactive. Proactive is what we need to be. We need to be one step ahead of the game. You know, even with things like such as Corona, it's hard to believe in 2020 we could not have, and we have not yet been able to we didn't see this come. We, well, we saw, well, I don't know. It happened. We've had pandemics, epidemics, and crises before in which allowed us to experience great challenge and loss in terms of lives as we did with corona. And some pandemics and epidemics are just have just come to an end after 30 and 40 years. Costed us much especially amongst the LGBT community. 
it took years of advocacy, prevention, and implementation and programs and, and services, millions and billions of dollars to support the lives and the people who this challenge and pandemic epidemic has affected. The question is, do we know or do we have a real understanding of what our challenges cost and of how much they cost in terms of money, life, and just the impacts on society long term? Do we see where we're going? Do we have a plan? And so as I get these emails, oftentimes I think about who will be the best person and who can actually add to the foreseeable future in a positive sense. So you might know two or three people who are running for the same office. And quite frankly, you like all three of them on a personal level. The reality is, who can really do the job? And so you put your support behind, naturally, whatever you think or whoever, so many different reasons, whatever promises you have. Because everyone deserves a reason when it comes to politics and elections and elected officials, we deserve to understand why someone should hold such a job. There you go. Your lives are ultimately in their hands. And we see that through the effects and the impacts of police brutality and leadership. The only way we can make change is by people taking the, the charge and going forth. Not everyone goes forth for the same reason. Forecasting. So I got an announcement, and I try to be fear. And being fear for me means that even if I don't know you, a sound understanding of who you are uh, and that you're a positive person, I should also look at your stuff. I should not turn a blind eye to any person or candidate who I might not know. So the next person I'll talk about, I honestly have not met. But I do have information that has been personally sent to me and I just wanted to share with you because you should never just take anything at face value in the press button, but rather you should do your own research and get to know who is running and in the race to ultimately run your city and state country. Hi, my name is Allison. I'm a New Yorker supporting Diane Morales for New York mayor. After last week's failed budget, it is clear we need a mayor who will invest in our communities. Diane Morales was the first mayoral candidate to call for the bill, $1 billion divestment from the NYPD. She is running to ensure the city invests in health care, fully funded public schools, and true affordable housing. 
Does this platform sound like something you'll support? Diane, D-I-A-N-N-E, Morales. The first mayoral candidate to call for the one billion divestment, dollar divestment from the NYPD. You can find out more information about Diane by Googling at Diane Morales or NYC Mayor on Google. So my thoughts on NYPD are that we need the policing. We need education and we need affordable housing. I don't know what a I don't even know what the NYPD's budget is. So a one billion divestment from it. I don't know what that would truly impact or what it would truly improve. I know schools are going on a more reduced schedule in response to COVID. And so my thoughts are that there might be less money spent, but we know in government, not because this less time means it costs less money. The COVID experience could be costing the department, the city department of education very much the opposite, much more money. I don't know that to be true or to be false. In terms of affordable housing, I still think we have a long way to go. So, you know, the only thing I would say is encourage the candidates to explain what the, the, the divestment means, because the true and honest question is, will we lose the safe or, you know, the everyday things are happening now. Children, are, everything, crime is changing, people are changing, things are happening. The reason why that happens, no one can put their finger on it. They could always say it's because people are not working, people are looking for their next meal. Uh, I saw someone talk about that in the press, but and I think it was uh, Congress member um, uh, AOC talked about you know people get, you know you know doing stuff to get a piece of bread, uh, and uh, there's so many ways you could. Put, the reality is. It's easy to say, I'm going to do something, but do we know the impacts of what that is? I like a $1 billion cut from anything that it's fair and just. I support any platform that, you know, supports at least one or more of the major issues that are facing our city or myself. I don't talk about myself per se all the time because I'm not talking to myself when I come on here. I'm talking to more than myself, hopefully. Talking with you know to the you know to the world for that matter um, is that uh, affordable housing and uh, and more opportunities, obviously, for education, better education, more innovation, pushing a more forward-thinking school system, such as more with technology. And uh, I see that we are using that more now through our remote and distant learning programs that have been implemented and that will be will be moving forward to. 
just understanding what a one billion divestment means is something that I think we we would love because I mean if we're paying for bad behavior then I absolutely support that so check out Diane Morales on that I think she's a great candidate just based upon taking an interest in affordable housing and education but I'm sure there are going to be many candidates will touch that base so as we go along throughout the mayoral season, we hope to hear more from Diane Morales and then whoever is uh, running for mayor of the city of New York. Yo, yo, that's right.